This is Voices of Texas, the podcast featuring the most interesting Texans you've never heard of. Recording in Midland, Texas, here is your host, Matthew Hinman. Welcome to Episode 8 of Voices of Texas, the podcast about Texans. Today is Saturday, January 10th, 2015, and we'll get into the program right after this. Creating a podcast each week requires a bit of work. Getting interesting Texans on the show requires a lot of emails, phone calls, and Facebook chats. But it is all worth it to bring you the podcast about Texans. But I really could use your support to help keep Voices of Texas coming each week. So please, if you can contribute even just a dollar per episode, head over to VoicesOfTexas.com and click on the support link. There you can find the various ways to support. And as a bonus, on the Facebook page, there is a link to my coffee cup giveaway. Complete the survey and your name goes in the hat for a drawing for a super duper neato Voices of Texas coffee cup. Great for sipping a hot beverage while listening to your favorite podcast about Texans. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. We all hear stories about how some children in underdeveloped countries are getting a poor education or that maybe the resources there are extremely limited. Well, what we don't often stop to think about is that this problem is happening right here in Texas. Well, my guest today is Gabriel Nila, and he works with El Concilio de East Austin, a group of parents in the capital city who are working to get better education opportunities for their kids. Gabriel, welcome to Voices of Texas. Well, thank you for having me, Matt. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on your show. Yeah. Well, Gabriel, what kind of problems are these children in East Austin facing when it comes to educational opportunities? Well, it, when it comes to education, you, you're, you're, everybody assumes that you're going to be getting equal opportunity for everybody. And in some cases, that's not always uh, the, the case, or it's not always, that's not always going to happen. Every school district is, is uh, providing a certain amount of resources to uh, to the schools within the districts, and on occasion you will have a little and above coming in based on money that's coming in from from uh, private donors, additional funding that may be available to that school to that particular school because of how many people are in uh, or that are enrolled in the school, and a few other factors. And what's happening and and what we're seeing right now is that due to some uneven uh, or in, in balanced uh, enrollments in East Austin, we are seeing that not a lot of kids are, are attending the main schools that are in uh, East Austin, and they're going to other schools throughout the district. Partially, uh, this is because of people moving out of the, of the region or out of the area, and also because of situations that occur academically, where we have teachers that are having some difficulty uh, connecting with the kids, and because of that lack of connection, we're not seeing the results in regards to the uh, state-mandated testing, such as which was before was uh, the Tox test, and now is the Star test. Right. And because of the no child left behind um, factor that's added in, where if schools are not doing as well academically, the kids have an opportunity to move to a place that has reach that status where they are uh, they are considered academic academically academically acceptable or right. higher yeah. so they're moving out of the area and 
in doing so, you don't have, I guess, the right people that are in there that, like I said before, we, where, where you're connecting with the kids and the proper resources to get these kids to be able to do what they need to do. And well, in this day and age, in, in, with the internet and, uh, and and everything being on YouTube and, and, and online, sometimes it's a little difficult to go ahead and make those connections. Sure, sure. Well, you know, and historically, uh, Texas has always been a little bit of an underperformer anyway. Correct. Um, and, and because of that, uh, you know, at least at educational level, I, I should clarify that. But, uh, so in, in East Austin, you're seeing that more pronounced then, uh, yes. is it, is, and is this, it, what is really causing this? What's our root cause of this, um, inequality that's happening there? Well, we're seeing a couple of things. One of them is obviously enrollment factors. Um, if not a lot of kids are there, uh, attending the school, if every child is given a certain amount by the state. And if the school does not meet or if the school has a certain amount of students that are there, you know, they're going to get that amount um, per year as, as a budget. And the less people you have in the school, the less money you're going to get. Okay. Uh, we're also seeing, in, in some cases, we're seeing, um, you, can look, you, can, you can look at the teacher factor where if you, you have people that, are, uh, that have bachelor's degrees as opposed to master's degrees or, or higher, and they're teaching um, at one particular school and not in another there might be some some educational factors in that in that part as well, where, where the influence on the kids is not as great. But the main part that that for me as as a single parent, um, the main factor for me is parental involvement. We need to have the parents that are there who are trying to push and find out what's going on with the kids or the children's education. And that's kind of what we're doing here. Um, with this, uh, with El Concilio, uh, the East Austin, and also uh, an upcoming event that we are going to be holding. All right, so we're really trying to get parents on board with this and get them involved in this as much as possible. You know, and I've always been a big fan of that. Anyway, um, we homeschool our our child right now, and a lot of that's just due to uh, a lot of different factors. One of them being our lack of faith in the public school system right now. Exactly. Um, but you know. I think, I think back of the public school system, at least in this country, it's a relatively new idea. It's only been around for what, maybe hundred or 150 years that we've had uh, public schools that are, mm-hmm. that are funded, you know, by government in the past. What did we do with our kids? We taught them, <laughs> you know, exactly. it's, what, it's what parents and, did. And so getting parents involved, I think is a really crucial component. Exactly. And, and you and I were, were come from a different generation yep. where our parents were, were involved in a, in a large degree. Uh, the education system was completely different than what we're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, we, we always drove as kids to make sure that we tried to appease our parents as much as possible so that we didn't have to face the wrath, if, if you will, from our parents. <laughs> exactly. Wondering what you did wrong, you know. Right. And things have changed a lot in, the, in that aspect. And I think if we can get parents a little bit more involved and try to be a little bit more concerned about what's going on with the kids and try to help them as well as help the schools out, you know, we might see some positive changes and see some, see some improvements, not only in the child, but also in the education that they're receiving and, and them being able to understand more of what's happening. So how is it, uh, for you, uh, 
being uh, a single parent dad uh, and having to having to deal with this yourself? Well, I'll tell you, I uh, I've been raising my daughter since she was four, and I've got to see some of the the progression of of how the education system has been. And in the travels that we've done, we've we've been to uh, two different states, uh, not only in, in the state of Nevada, but also the state of Texas, and in a couple of different school districts uh, as my daughter was growing up. One of the things that we had to do is that we just, there's, there's, some, there's a massive significant, or there's a significant change in what we, were, as the, what we were learning before. And sometimes we have to have those discussions, those discussions with our kids to see, hey, what, what are you learning at school today? What are you doing? And that way we can try to make sure that our values and our morals are kind of in sync with what's being taught. And if not, try to either steer them in the right, in the right direction or in what we believe is, is correct. And also have a discussion with them to, so that they can understand you know, both sides of, of, a, of, of, a, of a topic. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, a, it's, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's a little difficult and... and uh, but one of the key parts, key parts of this is, is being involved and, and finding out what's happening and asking the kids what, what are they learning and what are they doing and sure. making sure that the kids are doing the same thing with you yeah. so that they can come to you and say, hey, this is, what, this is what happened today. Right. And I think all too often in today's, uh, today's society, you know, we've got a lot of uh, where we do have two parent families, they're both working. Uh, so they're, they're out of the house a lot. And, and sometimes parents just don't have their finger on that pulse. When, when they right. really, or they really should be. Uh, but, uh, and of course, uh, understandably, some of them can't, you know, help, but be busy all the time just because of just trying to make a living these days, it can be, uh, very difficult. So I'm, I'm hoping you can reach more people, uh, more, more parents, uh, this, with this, uh, uh, organization you're working with now, this upcoming, uh, parent education empowerment summit, what are you really hoping that this summit will achieve? What we're hoping is a couple of things. We want to get parents to understand it or to know that there's people out there in the community, people out there in the city, and people that they may not even think care. Uh, no, they want, we want them to know that that uh, that we do care. You know, I, I'll be perfectly honest with you. I ha- I grew up in a different city uh, than Austin, and I I have been involved in East Austin to some degree. You know, coming in, going into some events. You know, meeting, having friends over there. So I don't have a, a, a big pulse or a big imprint in in this in the uh, in that area. However, as a as a parent and a person who believes in education and believing and understanding that the importance of our future belongs in our kids, I believe that it's important for us to go into those into those areas or go into any area that we do not see. A positive movement with the parents and try to encourage them encourage them and let them know that it's okay to ask questions about their about the child's education and it's okay to ask them about what is going on because a lot of parents don't do that you know as you mentioned yeah. before some parents you know have to work two jobs or some parents you know two two parent families they're all busy they you know somebody has to work one shift the other person has to work another shift or you know single parents have to work odd hours we want to let them know that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to get involved with their kids and find out what's happening, even if it's one text message and saying, hey, how was school? How was your day? You know, we want to let them know that it's okay to do that. There's nothing wrong right. with having to work. You have to right. provide for your family. 
And we also try to reach out to them and let them know that there's people out there within the city and actually within the state and within the region that we are in, in Central Texas, that do care of what's happening in East Austin. And we want to let them know it's okay to, to find out that there's, or it's okay to know that people are out there and we will be there to help you out if needed. And we want to provide you with the proper tools to become a more empowered and a more educated parent. We don't want to, we don't want to tell them that it's to be a better parent because we know that they're, that they're parents and we know that they're, that they're working to become, you know, to help their kids uh, survive and to help their kids move along in an education system. We want to let them know that you can do it. Here are some tools to help you out. And if you need, have any questions, here's where you can find us. Well, and I think that's great. It sounds like a, like a networking opportunity, really, for those parents Definitely. that might not have the the wherewithal or the resources or what have you in order to to do the best that they can for the kids. And maybe they need a helping hand. Maybe they need someone to say, "Hey, I'll I'll help you with this." So it sounds to me like a like a, a really good way for these parents to network. Oh, definitely, definitely. And we have some a lot of the people that are, that are spearheading this this uh, event. They are part of East Austin. Um, members from LULAC, um, which is a nonpartisan group, are, are kind of driving this force because they're seeing what's happening in there and they're bringing in any available resources, such as the uh, Chamber of Commerce is coming in and we have uh, several uh, housing developments and several other groups that are in there that are coming in to say, look, where can we help out with these kids and what can we do to provide resources and information for them to, uh, for the parents to succeed? Mm. I mean, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you. It's a, it's a, well, we posted on Facebook and where we posted online is a, just a small group, a small sample of what's out there. A lot of people that are, that are spot that are sponsors or that are participating in this event in one fashion or another are coming in from all different walks of life. And the parents that are going to be going the people that are going to be attending and watching this are going to be surprised as to who's out there and who wants to be out there to help them out. Wonderful. That's really going to be beneficial for that community then. Definitely. And, yeah, it's going to be an eye opener for them. I, yeah. I will be perfectly honest with you. Well, I, I hope so. I, I think uh, that's good. We really uh, need to put these, uh, these, give these kids better opportunities um, than what they've been getting. Oh yeah. Um, so, well, now, in addition to supporting your local neighborhood children, you also are a co-host of a public access show there in Austin called the Trailer Park Show. Yes. Well, sir. <laughs> tell tell our listeners first of all how the show got its name, and then what you what you guys do on the show. Well, the the show started about twenty, I believe it was like twenty three years ago, by with a gentleman by the name of uh, James Slowpokey Ritter. He got the name Slowpokey because he was in construction. He was a dumped. Uh, he was a dump truck driver, and he helped with the construction of several major areas in Austin because of his business. And because of his involvement in certain politics and, and, and with uh, certain political groups, some of the people that he brought in to help out with protests or to, to address certain concerns probably didn't fit the mold of what you normally see as an active participant in the political realm. And so some of the people, one, one, one person in particular called, called uh, uh, him and his friends just a bunch of trailer park trash. Ah. And a little, he little says, bit well, of a derogatory you know, slur there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, he, he, uh, as he likes to say, he lives on Crack Street where there's a, there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, drug dealers and, and a few other people. 
but okay. it's a, it's a nice neighborhood. I've been there and I've you know I've stayed there for an extended time and and uh, we've shared a few drinks and a few talks and it's it's an interesting neighborhood. I won't I won't deny that. <laughs> but it's it's it's, a, it's, it's got good, character, but, right? <laughs> exactly. It's got okay. it's got a lot of character. <laughs> okay. So what do you what do you guys typically do on your show? I mean, obviously there's a, a political element there because of his his involvement there in politics, but but what else do you do in your show? We do a, a lot of general talk. We talk about special interests that are going on within the city. Um, the big thing that we did just this past uh, few months ago was actually a political uh, endeavor where Austin was going through its first uh, single-member district represent, uh, representation. Uh, this is the first of its kind uh, where we have 10 districts in Austin, and we had a whole bunch of people that were coming in to talk about why they wanted to be candidates or why they wanted to be elected officials. When all that was done, we decided to bring in uh, other other uh, venues. We brought in uh, musicians to come in and play. We brought in people just to come in and talk and see what's going on in their lives. And if there's anything of a, of a special interest, um, the producer who, who happens to be the wife of uh, James Ritter is a uh, very big, big advocate of no-kill shelters. So we try to do shows involving no-kill shelters, about uh, Austin Pets Alive, and anything else that's out there that is of interest, not only to the region, but also to the community, that will help them spur conversation. Oh, okay. Well, I like, uh, I like the idea of the, kind of a variety of, of topics. It sounds like, uh, like you get a lot of different folks to, to come in and do, do little things for the show. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, we've had some great bands that have come in to play. We've had uh, some people that have been, um, from, from a, a political or non-political standpoint, people that have been victims. Uh, for for one reason or another that have been coming in, we've had people from um, we've had some some individuals that have, that work at at uh, charity houses or homeless shelters come in and talk about what they're doing to try to get uh, people that are in need to get you know get on their feet and and uh, we we've had to, met some great people. Well, I think uh, I think uh, public access really uh, opens up a lot of doors uh, for a lot of people to to express themselves in different ways. So. Oh, definitely. It's kind of neat. Well, Gabriel, it's been great having you on the show this week. And I want to ask you this. How can our listeners find out more about the Parent Education Empowerment Summit? And how can they get involved in helping these kids? Well, here's, here's what we're going to ask. We're going to ask you to take a visit to a couple of places for us. Um, we have a website, which is elconciliodeeastaustin.com. Or if you want to go to Facebook, just type it in the search bar, type in El El Concilio de East Austin, and you're going to see a, um, what you will be seeing is two hands holding each other, and it says uh, Paz en el Barrio, which is peace in, in the neighborhood, uh, El Concilio de East Austin. Come on in there, click, a li- click the like button, and find out more of what we're doing there. If you, want, if you have any questions, by all means, you can uh, message us on Facebook, or if you want to email us, this is going to be the, 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 the best email ever. El Concilio de East Austin at gmail.com. Email us and see if you if it's something that you want to participate in, if you want to volunteer, if you want to help out in some fashion, by all means, message us. Uh, they can also message me on Facebook on my personal account, and we can uh, try to see what we can do to uh, provide you more information. Fantastic. And we'll include those links uh, there in the show notes as well uh, on, uh, on VoicesOfTexas.com. Well, Gabriel, great. Thanks so much for being on the show this week. And thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It's an honor to be, uh, to be speaking with you. And that's it for this week's show. I'd like to thank all of you listeners for downloading each week. And if you're enjoying Voices of Texas, 
please show your support by heading over to VoicesOfTexas.com and click on the support link on the top menu. Any contribution is truly appreciated. And I'll be back next week for another interesting Texan on Voices of Texas. Opinions of guests, co-hosts, and others appearing on this podcast are not necessarily the views of its host, producer, or affiliates. No part of this podcast may be reproduced or retransmitted in any way over any medium without express written consent of the producer.